This is a Federal News Network podcast. This is Amtower Off Center on Federal News Network. Every week, author, speaker, consultant Mark Amtower gives you his take on what's going on in the world of federal marketing. Now, your host, Mark Amtower. Welcome to Amtower Off Center on the Federal News Network. I'm Mark Amtower. I'm here today with a first time guest, somebody I've been working with now for, I guess, about two years, but we've known each other four years, and you'll understand more about that as we go. Sherry, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark. It's great to be here. Sherry Asensio uh, is part of the ideation group we we uh, we do at Government Marketing University. But, Cher, I'm going to let you do your own background, if you would, please. Sure. Uh, well, I've been an in-house B2B and B2G marketing leader for, gosh, going on 20 years now. Uh, but I actually started as an entrepreneur. Uh, my dad was a serial entrepreneur, and it's kind of like growing up in a family of doctors or lawyers, you know, where um, my sister, my brother, and I all had that expectation that we were going to start our own companies uh, very early on, uh, just like my father and my grandfather. So I had three companies of my own uh, before going back to business school because you know, I could start and grow a business to a certain point, and then it would just kind of implode. So I realized that I needed to supplement my street smarts, and I had gotten a lot of street smarts from street smarts from my dad um, with some academic smarts. And after getting my MBA, I was very lucky to land at a venture capital firm and then really see how to build a company from the ground up. And to do that from a marketing perspective with really scalable growth. Um, And that was an incredibly valuable experience, but I love being on the inside. So, uh, of course, I went from venture capital to a startup in the transportation industry. And I was the second employee of that startup. And so I was involved in everything, every part of product marketing and product development, Um, the go-to-market strategy, demand gen, everything from soup to nuts. And I'm sad to say that ultimately that company did not make it. And that's a a story for another day. But those experiences really early in my career gave me an owner mentality that I still carry with me today and, and I've taken into every role I've had since. And it's just that kind of relentless commitment to success and to um, figuring things out. You know, there's a, there's a perseverance, I think, and a learning that comes from the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. You're just tested constantly and things come at you that you don't expect. And so you really learn about the stuff that you're made of. You know, are you a person who's going to freeze when things get really difficult? And I have worked with many people who do freeze when that happens. You know, are you going to become resourceful and push yourself harder and be resilient, figure things out and and, uh, get it done, do what it takes to move the company forward? And so I feel very fortunate to, to know that I have that inside of me and that has carried me through. Um, a lot of transitions in my career. So after that startup, my husband banned me 
from any more startups for a while, which uh, I, I did understand. And I landed at a company called Boat Tracks, which was uh, B2B satellite communications and fleet management for the maritime industry. And um, I was brought in to build a marketing function from scratch, uh, as I had done before. And it was a great team. We, we did a terrific job. And a year and a half later, we had grown the company to a point that we were an acquisition target for a tech company called Arolia. And Arolia is in the positioning, navigation, and timing space, very high tech, working with both commercial and government customers and uh, just a very diverse product line. So uh, it was all new for me. And after the acquisition, I was asked to lead the global search and rescue business unit marketing team, which um, consisted of people in Europe and the US. And um, <clears throat> that involved marketing to a variety of government agencies, both in the US and around the world. And uh, after a couple of years, we ended up with 60% global market share for all the work we were doing. And that was very exciting and rewarding. And uh, then the company went through a reorg and I was asked to take on a newly created role, um, the head of marketing for aerospace defense and government. So it's, you know, it's been uh, an interesting journey. I I've had the opportunity to work in B2B and B2G just about every functional area of marketing from startups to public companies and to balance both the strategic planning as well as the tactical execution. And um, just really what energizes me is driving significant growth in, in every role I've had and taking the companies I'm at to the next level. Okay, well that kind of, uh, of preempted the next question, your intro to GovCon. But you, you've recently gone through a re-intro to GovCon. When you were at Arolia, you you were thrust into something, but you knew the products and you had to learn the market. So um, when yeah. talk, talk about your your research a little bit into how how you learned about the uh, the GovCon arena and particularly about marketing to government. Well. Um... <clears throat> you know, my first introduction to GovCon was at the transportation startup I was at. Um, it, was, it was about five years after 9-11, and our solution had some potential for air cargo screening. And so we were working with legislators on policy around security. And, uh, you know, I found myself on the Hill um, working with, with lobbyists and writing congressional testimony and um, having to do quite a bit of research for that work. And it was really interesting to me. I, I really enjoyed being a part of industry and you know the industry that was helping to educate government on technology solutions that could solve real problems. Um, and when I went to Rolia, I was exposed to a lot of different levels of government because our solutions, you know, on the search and rescue side, we were working with um, agencies and, and defense branches from Air Force and Coast Guard down to park rangers. It's just such a range of transport authorities and uh, on average it takes seven, eight agencies to, to conduct a search and rescue mission. Um, and then <clears throat> when I 
took over aerospace defense and government marketing, uh, we were working with a whole host of federal agencies and people don't realize. Hold, hold that thought. Um, first of all, Joyce Bosk is, is well known here, but I want to I want to get into the G Mark U after the break. So we're okay. going to take take a few minutes here. You're listening to Amtower Off Center on the Federal News Network. My guest is Sherry Asensio. You can find Sherry on LinkedIn, A-S-C-E-N-C-I-O. Reach out. Uh, And Sherry and I will be back right after this. Welcome back to Amtower Off Center on the Federal News Network. I'm Mark Amtower. My guest, again, is Sherry Asensio. Uh, Find Sherry on LinkedIn. We'll get into... uh, uh, hopefully her, her soon-to-be new position shortly. Uh, you were talking about finding uh, Joyce aiming you at resources like Government Marketing University. So pick it up there, please. Yeah, so, I mean, I was um, pulling all this different information together, um, as I mentioned, to put together really my first government marketing plan. Um, and... Uh, when I submitted my first draft of that plan to the CEO, uh, I got so many questions and comments back. And um, you know, that was a good thing because it really pushed me to dig deeper. And uh, to get to a point through a couple iterations of um, having the, the confidence in my plan to know that I had done enough research I had the data to back up everything I was proposing, and it was a, a well thought through and executable plan that I kind of shifted my mindset from uh, you know, defense to offense and uh, was able to really defend all my positions. And I think that was a real turning point for me. Um, but you have to do enough research, talk to enough people until you have mastered the subject matter to a point where um, you have that confidence in the positions that you're taking. As marketing leaders, we have to make decisions all the time uh, without all the information, right? There there are calculated risks. We do experimentation frameworks. And part of that is doing enough research to to back up the the plans that you're putting together, um, understanding that uh, there, there is a limited amount of information, but for me, it was all new. So it was, it was just, I was a sponge taking it all in. Um, there are incredible, one of the things I love about GovCon and government marketing is that there's so much information available, uh, just through good research. Unlike B2B, this was one of the transitions for me, B2B marketing, doing that research sometimes can be very difficult. Uh, these are private companies. They don't, you know, they don't readily share their mission statements and their all, all the, the details of what they're trying to accomplish so you can figure out how to best help them. Uh, government was really eye-opening for me of, of how much information is available in the public domain. And a lot of people like you and people at GMARQ, you and Joyce helped point me in the right direction of, of where, where to go and how to flush out my must-win opportunities and put together a, you know, a compelling, effective plan accordingly. Okay. Let's, let's talk about the onset of the pandemic and uh, the, the launch of the ideation group. So obviously when the pandemic hit, events went out the window. 
uh, or down the toilet, depending on your point of view. Same result. Um, <laughs> so, um, so you found you had already found Government Marketing University. Ideation kicked off, I believe, in March of twenty. Um, so pick it up there. Yeah, it was um, really interesting and a great opportunity for me. Uh, I mean, I have been talking to G Mark U, Government Marketing University. For a while, um, I, I found it when I was doing my research. I was listening to to some um, recorded programs. I was doing reading, and I asked them if they could start streaming some of their events, um, or if we could plan some West Coast events because I'm based in San Diego, and I, I always felt at somewhat of a disadvantage um, because. You know, of course, the heart of government marketing is in the D.C. area, and I just wasn't able to immerse myself in person. And I, I would see all these fantastic events posted, and I couldn't go. Uh, but there are quite a, you know, the community of government marketers on the West Coast is, is pretty sizable. Um, between, you know, what's happening in the Bay Area and Silicon Valley, aerospace in, in Los Angeles, and then the Navy, Marine Corps in San Diego, um, there are a lot of contractors and government opportunities here, not to mention all the sled work. So um, we were talking about trying to, to do something to incorporate people who weren't in the D.C. area, and then the pandemic hit, as you said. And um, ideation was, for me, it was like this daily scrum meeting where for 30 minutes every morning, 50, 60 government marketers were getting on a call to exchange ideas, to meet each other. Um, we, were, we were all reeling from the lockdown and trying to understand how this was going to affect our companies and, and the industry as a whole. What were we doing at about events? How do you really use Zoom for, for, to shift to virtual? There were so many questions. And having everybody come together um, I think it was very supportive and there were fantastic ideas that came out of that. Yeah. One um, of the for biggies me. for me was all of the sessions we did on how do you transition from a live event to a virtual to event a virtual. Yeah. and so many solutions were available and it really shook down to apparently just a handful, including zoom and teams. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember we had, um, we had a couple companies come in and present about their virtual solutions and everyone was wondering, you know, can we, can we have a virtual event be as effective when face-to-face -face meetings are at the heart of business development for, for government? Um, how are we going to effectively supplement that? Can we do it with virtual events? And new things were popping up all the time. People were sharing events they had gone to, uh, what had worked, what wasn't working. And so it was a just really powerful exchange of information and ideas. And you, you added to that this past week, and, and I don't want to date the show, but you brought in Chris Dion and and he rocks on these platforms that overlay on LinkedIn and exploit your presence there you know, just puts it on steroids. So your contributions have been uh, most welcome. And I, I want to point this out too. I mean, we started talking offline, off ideation, 
because of comments and questions that you would pose. And I wanted to know more about who you were, what you did, and what you needed. So, well, so, you know, I think uh, there's a couple things about ideation that I think are very unique. Number one, uh, people regularly uh, contribute subject matter experts from their own personal networks. So, uh, you know, a question will come up, someone will be working on, on a project or working with a client and it, it gets brought up during an ideation call. And, and that's what happened is, is somebody in the group was asking about uh, LinkedIn uh, prospecting and they had been approached by a company to, uh, to help with generating leads. And they, you know, they were asking, has anybody heard of this company? Because I'm not really sure if this is for real. I had heard of it. I did know uh, someone who regularly used the tool and was able to get Chris into a demo to do a live demo of a couple different LinkedIn prospecting tools to the group uh, within days. Yeah, but and that was cool. Uh, but other people do that all the time. Um, yeah. So, uh, but you know, the other thing about ideation that I do think is very unique is um, it's, it's a very supportive um, and collaborative group. Right, so it's it's a safe place to be. Um, I don't want to say ignorant, but you know, to to not know about something. There's no judgment there if you just say, "Hey, I, I don't know very much about this company or this solution." Does anybody else? And um, and I was very quiet in the beginning, as you will recall, um, <laughs> because I I felt uh, a little intimidated. I was someone who had transitioned into government marketing versus uh, most of the people in that group have, have been in government marketing for their entire career. So I definitely had my moments where I questioned, you know, how much could I actually contribute? But as a, as a leader hold, and a moderator, Mark, you're, yeah. Hold that thought. We'll pick it up on the other side of this break because we're running just a tad long. You're listening to Amtower Off Center on the Federal News Network. I'll return with Sherry right after this, and I promise she'll pick up right where she left off. Welcome back to Amtower Off Center on the Federal News Network. As I promised, Sherry Asensio is going to pick up right where she left off. Yeah, so I was saying that um, as the moderator of the group, and, and I know you have co-leaders, but... Uh, you're very good at calling out the quiet people, um, <clears throat> asking them to unmute, ask them to, to share a comment. And so you get everyone involved, but it, all comments are welcome. All perspectives are welcome. So it, it's, um, it's just unique that way that there are really no egos involved. It's just an open exchange from a lot of different perspectives. Some people are in-house marketers. Some people are uh, working, you know, have their own agencies or their consultants. Um, some people are working. Uh, and do we have people who are in government in the group? I know we no, have. We we have had before, but at present we do not. So that's a um, good thing for me to work on. So um, it's a. Uh, it, it's just, you know, having this kind of mastermind group of government marketers is, uh, to me, been uh, so valuable. It's not like I'm just saying the same thing over and over, but it's true. When you find a good thing, stick with it. 
Yeah. And, you know, I've used the group to throw out ideas on things that I've been writing to get feedback before I proceed. So I get the same thing. I'm not sure if the idea is worth pursuing or if I'm moving it in the right direction. And I get feedback from, you know, the brightest people in the market. Yeah. And people are very generous, both with their information and their networks. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've had, as things have come up just for me personally, uh, many of the people I've met through ideation, I've met with afterwards uh, in one-to-one meetings. I think that's very common. And so that we uh, kind of solidify and expand our relationships with the people in the group. And, um, and so they've helped me with all kinds of things. Um, I've had uh, someone from the group help me with research for a company that I was interviewing with. I, we actually had a conversation during ideation where I said, hey, Chris, I'm in, Chris Parente. Chris Is shared with me um, great information about Zero Trust when I was interviewing with Zscaler. Um, and <clears throat> I, can't, I was interviewing with another defense contractor and had done some research after reading their annual report and was asking some questions to the group about ways to expand, you know, grow the company. And we had an amazing 10 minute conversation where people were throwing out all kinds of ideas. And I left 20 minutes later with a a list of six really solid uh, ways to impact growth for the company through a marketing plan. So I remember you frantically writing stuff down. <laughs> I was, was I it. was <laughs> taking uh, very copious notes for that. And, and then other people will just meet and uh, Janet Waring did a, um, a website audit for me just to say, Hey, uh, let's look at your website and see how well it's geared towards a government. Uh, because Arolia, like many companies, has that commercial B2B side. It also is serving government customers. And that's um, always challenging how to build a website that that serves both effectively. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she did a website audit and shared a lot of really great information with me about where she saw gaps in um, how we would be appealing to a government visitor. Yeah, Janet Waring of Artform is is a, a, a great co-leader with me, as is Chris Parente of the ideation group. I want to transition here, though, because you and I have now been working together um, kind of officially, I guess, for several months. So what's your perspective on how that started? I was thinking about, you know, how did I first get connected with you? Because I think we've been connected now for four four years. years. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't remember how we originally connected, but I suspect it was through GmarkU or um, it, it's some some part of GmarkU. Because when I was originally researching kind of government marketing experts, I know I came upon your name at that time, and I think I reached out to connect with you uh, and your. You know, you're always very good about responding um, and connecting with people on LinkedIn. Uh, But I don't think we really got a chance to start interacting until ideation. And um, you started calling on me (laughs) to give 
comments during the ideation calls and that really brought me out of my shell and and the more I interacted with the group um, the more I started interacting with you and then I think we had uh, a one-to-one -one meeting afterwards and you offered to help me with my LinkedIn profile which definitely needed some help I think I had revealed at the time that I was you know getting ready to start a job search and um, that my LinkedIn profile was going to be really important for that. So you did uh, an audit of my LinkedIn profile and we started working on it. Um, it got a thousand times better. <laughs> and um, I also, you also helped me with introductions to um, other people in government in my local area so I could expand my local network. Casey. Um, Casey and mm -hmm. There were a whole host of people. Yeah. So that was really helpful. Um, <clears throat> and then you started um, pushing me to write and publish on LinkedIn. And uh, that was something I had wanted to do for a long time, but just, uh, you know, didn't do it. And uh, I think it was after I went to FCO West that you, that you really said, this is the perfect time to just write something about your impression of FCA West, because we have been talking about it. I think it was the first in-person show that I had been to in two couple of years. Yeah, a lot um, of people's was, first show in a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, and it was, the energy was so fantastic. People were so happy to be back in person. So uh, I did write that article and published it on LinkedIn and uh, that that was a really good moment for me that um, I think once you get past some of these obstacles, when you have a good mentor to support you and, and say you can do it, <laughs> just nudge you and push you to actually follow through. Uh, it's, it's usually not nearly as, as daunting and scary as you thought it was going to be. Um, so after I published that, then uh, we decided you asked if we could write about mentorship. Um, and we wrote that article together. And so I think it's really um, what I value about how we work together is you lead by example, you push hard, but in a very positive and constructive way. Um, it's really more about reinforcing what you know we can do. And I, I talked to the other mentees. I think how many mentees do you have now, Mark? Eight. Eight. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, we've all gotten to know each other and also support and help each other. Uh, but that uh, so much of, of what you help us with is that you see our potential to level up our game in some way. And you're just kind of opening the door for us to walk through and, and do it. Well, it, it's, all, it's been interesting for me, too, because you were – I'm pretty sure the first quasi official mentee I adopted. And then all of a sudden there's eight um, and they all happen the same way. You know, I'm talking to you, do this to your profile and tell me when it's ready and I'll come look, uh, write this. And, you know, you have five days and I'm expecting a draft. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and I, yeah, I know you guys sometimes get together and, make fun of me but that's okay uh, <laughs> in a good way in a good way uh, because I, we're all you know at the end of the day i think we are all really happy with 
um, the progress that that we've made, uh, not just with our profiles, but um, with our personal kind of branding and thought leadership. We're we're all experienced marketers. We have um, certainly things to contribute that we hope can help other people in the space. And uh, so we, there's no reason we shouldn't be sharing that. Um, and like I said, oftentimes it's just having uh, the right person to be a catalyst for you to actually do the work for you. I think it's very easy to just start writing or go on a podcast <laughs> and be interviewed, but for the mentees, it's uh, oftentimes it's kind of new territory and um, but we're we've all grown a lot in our confidence and in our influence and in our the work that we're doing. So it's great. Well, you know, you, you mentioned earlier that I would call you out, tell you to unmute and comment, because the reason I was two reasons I was doing that. I don't want people on the call who are reticent to comment. Everybody should. You know, even if you're asking a question, what the hell does that mean? Um, but, you know, I had heard your comments at, at length in a couple of instances. And from my perspective, they were precise. They, they were just they were brilliant uh, and, and right on target. So I wanted to get more out of you for ideation. And then then I said, you know, let's zoom or let's call and, and, and it started um and you know there's yes there's eight of you it takes a bit of time because i meet with everybody at least once a week and uh the 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 great thing for me is it's a reciprocal mentor relationship you guys push me in new directions and make me think differently as well so i'm gonna end this segment on that thought and we'll pick it up after the break. You're listening to Amtower Off Center on the Federal News Network. Sherry and I will conclude right after this. Welcome back to Amtower Off Center on the Federal News Network. I'm here with my friend and mentee and technically mentor, uh, Sherry Asensio. Uh, Sherry, you've, you've been going through, I mean, probably since I've known you, really, uh, not the whole four years, but the last year or so, you've been in a job search mode because uh, you were not happy. It wasn't a role. It was an in-between gig, which we will not name. Evil Pit. Did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. <laughs> so You did. <laughs> how have you leveraged your network, and how do, how do you use your network? for for this the job search and and the research you you shared a little on that but take take it deep i am a good networker i mean i'm not afraid to network which i'm not afraid to reach out to people i don't know and when uh i get an introduction it's even better Um, but i think it, it really ties into your whole job search strategy and you know we had a session in ideation about job search for government marketing because there were several of us in the group who <clears throat> were in transition or looking um, at the same time and so we were sharing both how we were using linkedin and ideation for our job search and just in general what our what our tips were and so um for me the linkedin profile is is just uh, tantamount to success and, and 
you have reinforced this. I think you might have been the first one who told me, you know, you've just got to get your LinkedIn profile up to uh, superstar status. I mean, I think it was already okay. It was a, it was a decent profile, and I've been on LinkedIn for a long time. It was um, okay, but now your profile is part of my presentations, particularly your about section. Yeah, Continue. I was. I didn't so. like my about section, and you really helped with that a lot. So, but you know, your LinkedIn profile is the first place that people go to learn about you. And more and more now, if you if you type somebody's name into Google, their LinkedIn profile is the first uh, results. So it's just so important. And I love how you go through, you know, these are all the things that um, not only you should be doing to make your profile look good, but to have you be unique and to stand out when people are looking at your profile. So that work that you did with me on my profile was just instrumental to my job search success. Um, and I would recommend anybody work with you on their profile and I have, um, but, uh, the other part of that is that you've got to then work on your resume. I also was working with a coach at the time and, um, she really went to town on my resume and, you know, that every bullet has to be an accomplishment statement with metrics and that what is on your resume has to complement your LinkedIn profile and vice versa. So that you're, you're always telling a consistent story. Uh, but then I really use LinkedIn to prep for my interviews. So I do a lot of research. Um, I'm looking at, at the company, at their ads, at their people. Um, I, I do, of course, go to the website and read the annual report and do a lot of other research. But um, LinkedIn tells you a lot about what's going on with the company what their priorities are right now, basically what they're spending money on right now from a marketing standpoint. And so it's very insightful. And then looking at the people, I'm starting to do my networking. And um, between LinkedIn and I would say my business school network, and you know, we all have to find what are, what are the most effective personal networks we've got. My business school network has been really great. But I'm looking for people in the company that I have some kind of connection to that I can reach out and tell them I'm interested in the company in a position of the company and I'd like to spend 20 minutes with them hearing about their experience. I have never had a person tell me no to that. Um, so I think it's really just about asking. Um, and uh, I mentioned in the ideation group, this 20 minute networking meeting book is fantastic. I uh, highly recommend it. It really gives a structure to those networking meetings that um, is super tight and on point. It makes good use of the time. Just how you, because how you run a networking meeting can impress uh, the person you're meeting with or not. And you know, my goal certainly was to impress them and uh, have them offer to send my resume in uh, put in a good word, introduce me to the hiring manager, whatever, whatever was going to be a helpful next step. So you can't take those networking meetings lightly. And, um, and then I think part of working on my LinkedIn profile, Mark, was having to ask myself and, and know what makes me unique. I remember talking to Joyce. Joyce Boss was the one who said to me, you, as a marketing person, you work more closely with business development than almost anybody I know. You are tied to the hip of business development. 
you sit in on sales meetings, you uh, go to shows and work shows, like you are so aligned and attuned to business development and that is what empowers you to be such a good uh, government marketing person. And I didn't have that perspective on myself. So, you know, reaching out and talking to people so that you know what are those two or three superpowers you've got so that you can articulate that in your job search and work it into your profile, um, I think was, was really helpful for me. And at the really in some, it's just connecting all the dots. I'm trying to figure out every possible way that I can get a connection to the companies that I'm targeting. And um, so LinkedIn and, and the networking groups like Ideation have been just, a, I can't overstate how, how much they accelerate the process and really get you open the door so you get the interview. Yeah, it, it's, it's weird because I, I talk to a lot of people in, in the market. I, I, I leverage LinkedIn to do that. When somebody shows up on my radar on notifications or homepage and I haven't talked to them for a while, I want to Zoom. So I ask, and I'm on a call with, uh, with, uh, with Brian Green, and he tells me he has an opening at Coursera. I talked to uh, Josie Smoot. She tells me she has an opening at Zscaler. So I, I, you know, when Josie said that, I said, I have somebody. I'm going to forward you her profile. And this was like two or three in the afternoon. Pick it up. And uh, then, yeah, then Josie reached out to me and we, we had a meeting uh, the next morning. So, um, and, you know, uh, I, I, it looks like that's where I'm going to land. I'm going to have the good fortune to be part of Josie Smoot's team of public sector marketing folks at Zscaler, which I'm really excited about. So, yeah, it just, I, I think, um, you know, you're just increasing your, you know what they say, uh, what is that thing about uh, luck and opportunity, um, I can't remember the saying, but uh, you got to you got to make those things happen. And the more more you're working LinkedIn, and the more people you're connected to, the more people that you're um, forming relationships with, yeah. uh, the more opportunities like that surface. The uh, harder and, you work, the luckier you are. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> and thank and, you. But I don't know too many people who work harder than you. Your research, your outreach. You know, when when I'm I'm giving you ideas, you don't you don't adopt them per se. You work them into the fabric of who you are, because you you know that I I tell all of the mentees do not emulate me. I am a different beast in this market than you want to be. Yeah, we and you and I have talked about that before. That uh, you know, my my very first mentor was my dad, and and you know, as you have different mentors in your career, you, what they're doing at that point in their career and their life works for them. It's not necessarily going to work for you. Um, and that you have to uh, kind of absorb what you can and then modify it to work to your own style, your own strengths, your own unique, um, attributes that, that make you effective. So I have learned a, a lot from you, but um, I, I'll never be the godmother of government marketing, which doesn't even <laughs> sound right. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> uh, so it's uh, uh, 
and and I think uh, your style of mentorship is very hands-on. You know, you're you are showing us, um, and and sometimes when we get stuck, you will say, "Do this next," and you help us get unstuck and keep moving forward. So, and, and I do I do work very hard, but I'm I think a lot of marketing people are kind of adrenaline junkies. We we like those wins. And so every time I would go after somebody on LinkedIn and they would connect with me, I'd have that, yes, you know, that moment of yes, okay, now, now I'm going to take the next step forward and I'm going to get the meeting and then they're going to ask me for my resume. And each one of these things is a small win. Um, and, and, and actually, I think that whole theory of uh, giving people small wins is very effective in marketing in general. Everybody likes those. And there's been a number of small wins along the way. And uh, honestly, I think, you know, Zscaler made the right choice and you made the right choice. And I think you will love working with my friend Josie Smoot because she friggin' rocks. Um, yeah, great, great team there and great solution, much needed. So I am very excited to be starting there soon. Got any final thoughts, Sherry? Uh, I think, uh, you know, there's a saying uh, that my 20 year old daughter tells me that your vibe attracts your tribe. And um, for me, government marketing really became my vibe and it helped me find ideation, GMark you, people like you who uh, just are as passionate about this work as I am and bring a lot of fun and joy and expertise to, to the work. So I'm very grateful for that. And I, I can just tell people, you know, find, find your tribe so that you can, uh, have that same joy in, in the work that you do and the people you do it with. Cool. Thank you very much. I'm going to put Sherry's uh, LinkedIn URL at the uh, Federal News Radio, Federal News Network website. But, uh, Sherry, thanks so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Mark. It's been a pleasure. This is not my day job. I do advise people, as we kind of talked about on LinkedIn, on building a subject matter expert platform, on content marketing, and weaving all those together with social networking. So if that resonates at all, drop me a line, markamtower at gmail.com. And thank you very much for listening to Amtower Off Center. You've been listening to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Network. Tune in Mondays at noon or subscribe to this show on iTunes or Podcast One. There are a million reasons e-commerce shoppers don't buy. In fact, 97% abandon their first store visit. AdRoll retargeting keeps your brand on their mind so they come back to buy. Visit AdRoll.com to start retargeting today.